Consequence Podcast Network. Bite-sized album reviews for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know. This is Consequence of Sound. My Dear Melancholy, the new EP by The Weeknd, a review by David Sackla, read by Cap Blackard. We found each other I helped you out of a broken Throughout his career, Abel Tesfaye's releases have been defined by excess. In his early days, this played to his advantage, when mixtape after mixtape was meant to inundate with an overwhelming numbness. Throughout the studio albums that propelled him to superstardom, this excess popped back up in the overwrought production that heightened the melodrama of Beauty Behind the Madness and again in the glut of meandering filler tracks stretching out the overlong Starboy. The music of the weekend rarely utilized restraint, which makes My Dear Melancholy, his new 22-minute-long EP, a surprising, conscious step in a new direction. Tezface certainly pushed his sounds towards more mainstream styles as he accumulated chart-topping singles, dabbling in EDM, trap house, and disco along the way, What was surprising in his rise was the way he retained his early tendencies of writing songs for coked-out late-night fantasies. This pushed the pop radio landscape toward him as much as he bent towards it. With My Dear Melancholy, he takes a step back towards his beginnings while crafting a tightly wound six songs of heartbreak and anger. Many have speculated that the songs are influenced by the end of relationships with either Bella Hadid or Selena Gomez, but it's clear throughout the EP that Tezfei is going through something, and he used this compact release to express that. It works well on opener Call Out My Name, as the skeleton of a forlorn piano builds to heightened bursts where his ability to mimic Michael Jackson shines by the second verse as he belts out pain. From there, the EP hits the beats we've come to expect from Tezfei, taking pills to feel numb, playing up the mistake the other person made in leaving him, and even half-heartedly admitting fault before quickly walking it back. While it's familiar, its short running length helps the EP to be Tezfei's most focused album since House of Balloons. One of Tezfei's primary facets is the murky aesthetic that defines everything he does. The level of consistency on display is impressive, but his style can be so overpowering that it mutes certain elements. Nicholas Jar and Guy Manuel de Homan Cristo of Daft Punk contribute writing and production work to the EP, and it's a showcase of their deft hand behind the wheel that they're able to blend their disparate styles so seamlessly into the overall sound. Unfortunately, their contributions fail to leave a real impact, and given the way Tezfei expertly blended samples of Beach House and Susie and the Banshees into his songs early in his career, the overall blandness that consumes this record is disappointing. 
Even the work of Gus Effelstein, the producer best known for the chaotic sirens on Yeezus tracks Black Skinhead and Send It Up, on his two featuring credits for My Dear Melancholy, everything we've come to expect from the producer is toned down and flattened out by comparison to his earlier productions. producer who makes their mark here is Skrillex, whose wobbling garage-style beat on Waste Times makes for the EP's biggest departure and best song. This consuming sameness is ultimately a crutch for Tezfei. The songs here may recall the swirling haze and petulant bitterness of his initial mixtapes, but they do so in a sanitized manner. The heartbreak of Try Me is held back by restraint, as Tezfei appears distant. I Was Never There is more immediate by comparison, but is diluted through its dulled repetition that slowly unwinds into stasis. Wasted Time stands out because it takes risks as Tesfaye fully owns his heartbroken asshole persona with lyrics deeply petty and personal. While lines like, I hope you know this dick is still an option, and you were equestrian so ride it like a champion, sound more than embarrassing as he croons them, the song works because Tesfaye actually conveys the hurt rather than someone playing at it. When the bridge erupts in his distorted voice repeating, I ain't got no business catching feelings over a chopped up beat, it evokes the darker, more adventurous songs in his catalog, like Initiation. Tezfei was building up hype for the EP on Instagram, he posted a screenshot of an iPhone text conversation that read, Should we drop on Friday? I'm indifferent, to be honest. While, of course, this was a naked marketing ploy for a highly choreographed release, that term describes the overall attitude towards this EP. Everything about it, such as the short track length, the unassuming way it was announced as almost a pre-festival season toss-off, and the fact that nothing here sounds close to a hit single, screams non-committal. If the EP was meant to be a way to revisit mixtape Abel, it feels thin, lacking the slippery tension that made those tapes so drawing in the first place. My Dear Melancholy has cohesion, which is more than can be said for the erratic Starboy, but it's a listless, murky sound that never unhinges the way you want it to. Toward the end of I Was Never There, he sings, I'm on the edge of something breaking. Had he pushed a little further, it could have made for something more substantial, rather than walking up to the cusp and then backing down. My Dear Melancholy is out now via EXO and Republic Records. R grade, C+. Stay tuned to Consequence of Sound for album review podcasts three times a week. If you love these shows, don't keep it to yourself. 
let the world know. Rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. And be sure to check out our other programming on the Consequence Podcast Network.